UFC lightweight prospect, Joe Selecki. What's going on, Joe? Uh, how's life right now during these uncertain times? Uh, life's good, man. I can't complain. Uh, I'm just coming from the gym. That's why I'm in the car. <laughs> Sorry about how dark it is. But, uh, yeah, life's good. I'm on the go, man, getting ready for the fight next weekend. But, uh, man, I really am just grateful for the opportunity to work right now. I mean, a lot of uncertainty in the world, like you said. And uh, Who can complain when you get a chance to go back to work? Definitely. Now, one thing's for certain is that you have a child on the way. First of all, congratulations. And, and how has that been during, you know, the pandemic and with the, the virus going around and all that? It must be a big concern. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited, first of all. Like, we are so pumped. Um, something we've been wanting for a long, long time and just really, really blessed that it's all happening now. But yeah, like you said, with the pandemic and everything, now we're lucky. We're where we are in North Carolina is kind of a coastal city. And uh, our case numbers are real low. Our deaths were below like 10 last I saw. So we're very lucky. So I was able to go to the appointments and stuff. So not bad. If anything, it was a little more time at home with my wife because restaurants were closed. That's what she works in. And uh, and I was just training and then spending time at home. So honestly, uh, almost a little blessing in disguise. It's not a good thing, obviously. But um, for us to get to spend time together in between training and just spend that time together before the baby comes. So it was actually really nice. I'm usually on the go like crazy when I'm training. and. Uh, all my camp here has pretty much been in Wilmington with a little bit of Myrtle Beach, uh, only 90 minutes away. So it's been nice, actually. All right. Well, before we get into the the training and everything, I want to go back to your uh, UFC debut late last year. Very successful against a, a gritty veteran. Uh, do you feel like you fulfilled the game plan that you had in place to defeat Matt Wyman? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, it was... Um... I mean, we kind of talked about it beforehand. I knew it was going to be a grind. We knew it was probably going to be ugly. And um, I really didn't think there'd be many spots to finish him. But I almost, you know, I almost did get a finish uh, in the first round there. But he was so tough. So we planned for all of that. Um, you know, it was nerve-wracking. No, I'm going to have to dig deep and go to deep water with a veteran. But, um, yeah, it all kind of played out exactly like we trained for. But I think best-case scenario, there wasn't a ton of adversity more than more than him just staying in there and staying tough. So, uh yeah, very lucky. There's definitely a lot of things I could have changed, could have fixed, but that's every single performance ever. So uh, just going to take the take the bad and, and improve on it. But all in all, if I can get a win and have stuff to learn from like that, that's a good day. When you look back at that performance and you see certain spots, certain moments, do you do you feel like there were any moments that you could have went, you know, you could have zagged instead of zigged and, and got a finish? Um, You know, I didn't see any. You know, I, I love to hop on submissions. And I like to let the ground pound go on the floor. But um, I think maybe if I would have settled in a little lower on his hips when I had him, uh, when, the, you know, when uh, Fernando Yamasaki was getting ready to kind of step in, he said, fight back, fight back. That was the, you know, he, he, to his, he told us that, you know, that, that day, if he says it twice, he's stopping it next. And he just bridged in hard enough to give his back up. And I think if I would have been a little lower, I could have hipped it and maybe put him away. But, you know. Uh, that's a tough guy. That's a guy that's been in a lot of positions with a lot of world-class athletes on top of him. So, uh, you know, can't really get hung up on it. I'm just happy I got the win. Well, that, I guess that you could take that into your future fights now. You know, if you are in that position and in that same situation, that little that little tweak that you can make will get you that finish and you don't even have to fight, you know, and, and go to the judges. Absolutely. And uh, that's the thing is if I can learn from a win, like everybody says you learn more from your losses. I've learned from my losses a, a ton, but I like to learn from my wins, you know, because if you watch it back, you can be critical and, and pick out little things like that where most people will be like, oh, you got to win. That's good enough. And for me, I'm always going to discount myself and find out where 
where I've got to get better at, you know, because it's such a crazy game. There's so many different facets. There's so much to get better at. When you returned to the gym, did you focus on anything before you actually got into a training camp? Uh, yeah, you know, I just focused on, as dumb as it sounds, my fundamentals. So in jiu-jitsu, in wrestling, and in my stand-up, which is just everywhere, on the ground, on the feet, staying in structure, staying compact, and uh, being ready to defend and then attack. You know, too many times we get caught up in, I'm either attacking or I'm defending, or I'm defending, but I'm out of position to attack back. And uh, just staying in good structure, staying, having good fundamentals, and we're seeing it. You know, like uh, somebody that comes to mind is like Gilbert Burns, like last fight, or Gaethje. Phenomenal fundamentals wins world titles. So uh, that's what I got to get better at, the fundamentals, and just being so fundamentally sound that I can do it when I'm hurt, tired, in my sleep, doesn't matter. Right now, you mentioned Gilbert Burns. He, he seems like he's laying out the blueprint for all the fighters. You know, it's just take every fight and win. Yeah. That's that's the simple plan that you should have. It, it'll get you that's to the it. title. Yeah, 100%. Especially during this time, like... Mm-hmm. Well, you said, if you got a chance to get to get work, we got to take it, you know, and uh, absolutely. He's nobody's done it better than him. So it's, uh, it's incredible what he has accomplished in the last year, because it almost seemed like he was headed towards being a, a journeyman in many ways. And now he's <laughs> about to fight his teammate for the world championship. So yeah. it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, with the pandemic, um, when did you feel like it was hitting your area. When was, when did you like feel like, Oh man, it's going to change something in my life right now. Um, probably when, when we had to close gyms down because we really weren't, like I said, it wasn't a super hot spot here. Um, I mean, for most of the pandemic, you know, maybe until now I haven't been checking as much cause it's kind of subsided a little bit here. You know, luckily, uh, we were below a hundred cases in our County. We have like 150,000 people in our County. So probably cause we weren't testing as much too. But like I said, there was three deaths for most of the, pandemic so you know as terrible as that is it wasn't what we were seeing in some of the bigger cities so we thought maybe we'd get away with being able to stay open with the gym with restaurants and everything and then we closed the gym down i think maybe halfway through march and that was kind of when it set in like oh life's changing now but um we were able to train you know us and a core group of guys because we have to you know um with the whole essential business thing is you know when it's how you feed your family it's essential to you no matter what so uh, we were finding ways to get into the gym do our training, even if we had to do double sessions instead of coming back morning and night, and then getting our strength and conditioning in. The, the biggest thing for us is uh, having Hudson Rose Athletics, in addition to Salt Dog Jiu-Jitsu, which is inside of PCSP, uh, that's where we do our MMA training. But having Hudson's, I would go in there every single day because I wasn't traveling to Gym O or to Myrtle Beach to box uh, at first. So I was going in and getting my strength and conditioning every single day there getting in everything I needed to do to be in top shape and then going into the gym and doing a double session at night until here recently, we were back to full schedule now that, you know, pro athletes are essential. So I did a full fight camp, man. This isn't a short notice fight for me. I got at least 10 weeks, if not a little more, um, of everything I needed. So I was very, very lucky to have these guys like John Salter, Hudson Rose, and all of our teammates to push me. And, uh, we kind of kept sight on, look, pandemic or not, I was told April, May, June at the latest. So I've got to be ready for April, May or June. Um, well, it isn't the most fun thing to not know when you're fighting, but to just grind it out every day. That's what I had to do, you know? So, um, mentally, physically callous, ready to go, uh, you know, been working really hard for like 12 weeks. So, uh, yeah, we're just, we're very, very lucky that we were able to get in when we could. It's, it's so much similar to the lead up 
to the contender series, right? It was a long, you've known about the fight for a long time, but really didn't know too many details until you get closer and closer to the fight, right? So I guess you're used to it somewhat and you're going to be fighting in a, in an empty arena. Yeah. Which is something I got to do. You know, I know the contender series, you have some family and friends there, but almost that's almost more nerve wracking than at the arena. Cause it's not enough to where you're getting that huge adrenaline rush, but it's enough where you're like, Oh crap, that's some pressure. Um, I, I love the idea of an empty arena. I think it's fantastic. You know, there is no, you know, fans are amazing and fans make the sport go around there. That's why, why we get paid to fight. But at the end of the day, UFC events get wild. You know, there's drunk people in the stands screaming and yelling, and this is really going to be about the fight. And, um, even though we know tons of people are going to watch on TV, it almost feels like a, like a secret mission or something. I was saying that to like my teammates. I was like, you know, usually we go and even if it's out of town, we go with like a little army, you know, and this time we're like, stealth roping in from a helicopter getting the mission and getting the heck out you know it's not this big production so i kind of like that it's it's very driven very mission focused and uh you know i, I gotta leave my wife at home this time she's been like every single fight i've had and it really is just the core group the coaches myself and we go we work and we're coming home so uh very focused and it, it's definitely an interesting dynamic for sure being able to hear your corner clearly and being able to hear your opponent's corner clearly does does that uh, do you think that's gonna dictate where the fight plays out more or because you see sometimes corners yelling out instructions and the fighter doesn't follow anything that the fighter says? Yeah, yeah. and I think that just happens when you get tired. You know, sometimes you just can't pull the trigger on what they're telling you. But um, yeah, I think it'll be very interesting because I'm gonna hear my corner, the other corner, and the commentators. Which, much like the contender series, you know, I'm pretty good at focusing on my corner. I always hear them no matter what. Even in DC, I heard them really clear. But uh, it'll be nice to not have to strain through a bunch of fans and screaming and yelling to hear their instructions. You know, it's going to be like a, like a really hard focused sparring session where we're getting instruction and uh, the best man's going to win, you know, and that's, what's amazing about it is we're going to have every advantage of hearing our coaches, hearing what they want us to do and just, you know, following through with the game plan. So it, it really is the purest form of fighting. Well, you know, your opponent coming up, Austin Hubbard, uh, was, was it difficult to get matched up? They told you that you're going to fight you know, later on in the year, like you said, but was it like, did you have a problem? Like, did, were you matched up before this and it fell through, you know, cause there was those fights in Jacksonville too. And it's not too far from where you're at. Yeah. So, um, I've been really lucky where I signed with Iridium sports and, uh, Jason house and those guys over there. And they've been fantastic just very recently here the past month. And, um, they were doing an awesome job of keeping my name relevant. It seemed like when they would get an offer for maybe a 55 or who wasn't available, they would try and interject my name, interject my name uh, to some other mashups. And it didn't come to fruition, but um, that that made me feel all right because I knew that the UFC was going to have a plan for me to fight somebody else. You know, they, they were going to come up with something on their own. And they kept saying, it's coming. We can probably use them a little later, a little later. So it just, I had faith in them to get it done. And they did uh, a great matchup, a really tough opponent, but I think a really good matchup for me, especially where we're at in our careers, both young guys, both prospects. Uh, couldn't ask for a better fight a better fighter to stand across the cage from, but uh, I'm ready to do everything I can, you know, to, to, to put him away and get the win. Yeah, Hubbard, he's three fights deep into his UFC career. Looking back, you know, watching those performances, you know, how do you how do you dissect it? What, what is your assessment of his uh, skill set? Uh, first and foremost, I mean, everybody's very tough, but he's very tough. You know, he's very durable, kind of like the Wyman situation. you got to know that I'm going to have to grind for three hard rounds, you know, and uh, – He's not going anywhere, you know, he's if giving him the option to check out and get finished, he's not taking it. You know, you're going to put him away or, you know, decision him. And I know that uh, well-rounded, great team. 
And we know that, you know, we know all of that, but I think I can edge him out in every single area. And I think the biggest thing for me is my fight IQ, right? I say it every single time, but I believe that I can find the spots where I can win. And uh, I think that's the difference maker. You know, I think I got really smart coaches, a great team behind me. And uh, just that focus of knowing where I can win the fight and really finding a way. I've really done a good job of that so far. And I think it's going to be the same thing here. You've put in a long camp. Have you been going to Jimmo for this camp or is it something that was not available because of the pandemic? Uh, yeah, because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to get up there. But uh, Jeff Jimmo has been phenomenal about overseeing, you know, camp. So we've been once we got the fight, especially we've been like uh, consulting through FaceTime and talking and, you know, just helping me structure out the peaking process, which is what he's so amazing at is making sure we're we're not overworked going into the fight. We're kind of on the up. And uh, he's been amazing. All the teammates up there checked in and just um, really, really helpful still. And, uh, you know, we were lucky. Uh, Impa Kasaganai came down mm-hmm. right before the pandemic hit because he was supposed to fight at LFA. Um, so we were still getting that training in together. But right now, everybody's apart. But, uh, yeah, still still having all the input of those guys, which I think is the biggest thing is Jeff Jimmo's mind and his ability to set a template for a fight, a game plan, and uh, still have all of that to me. And, you know, it couldn't have worked out better where I was quarantined in Wilmington with John Salter, right? No one's going to be tougher than having to deal with him every single day, you know? And like I was saying, I said in another interview is he's not just my coach, but he's also an active top fighter in the world. So best of both worlds, he can beat me up every single day and then coach me on what he's doing to me. So, um, it was the perfect, perfect storm for me again. Everybody came through and just really can't thank all my teammates enough because, you know, all of our jiu-jitsu guys and just everybody filled a role. It's been, it's been fantastic guys. You know, that don't do MMA maybe that are just really good grapplers coming in, starting on the feet, letting me throw punches, whatever I need to do. And uh, it's been really, really awesome. I really appreciate all those guys helping me out. Is is John also in training, like in a mini camp right now, just in case Bellator pops back up all of a sudden? Because he seems like he's at the, like right there on it with the, you know, a title fight or even a title the eliminator. He's somewhere around there, yeah. right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, John's always training, man. He's one of the hardest workers I've ever met. Um, he trains all year long. And uh, same thing, like went through all the same cardio because we do our strength and conditioning together. So all the same conditioning and everything. And I know he said if a short notice fight pops up, he's ready for it. You know, and I have no doubt that he'll hop on it. But um, yeah, I was saying also is if Musasi can't get in the country, if that's not an option, then him and Lima could fight for the 85 yeah. title. You know, yeah. that would be a really, really big fight when Bellator comes back. So that would be, you know, that would be amazing. Uh, I really hope that happens. But, yeah, that guy's always ready. He just trains so hard. And, uh, yeah, he's he's always ready to go. Big possibility right there, you know, Salter versus uh-huh. uh, Lima. That's a, that's a big fight, right? Uh, now, sure. with yeah. you, I know that you you don't really walk around too big. And I've, I've heard, and we've talked about this, I think, in the previous interview where you kind of keep your weight low and you diet down. You don't really cut much weight. Have you ever thought yeah. about featherweight maybe if you know if you get somebody who does your diet do you do it yourself yeah i mostly do it myself you know with some input of my coaches and stuff but i've always been really really into all that um even before i got into mixed martial arts i was just doing jiu-jitsu like love like following the dolce diet and stuff like that and reading and researching but i kind of just know it works for me i feel like but uh this past february right before the pandemic hit at the end of the month we went out to the pi and got all the testing done and that's actually probably not out of shape just from the workouts we're doing with Hudson Rose really focused on kind of not off season, but just packing on functional size, you know? And, um, I think I'm a true lightweight now. Um, you know, we did, we did all my testing, my uh, resting metabolic rate, 
and uh, you know, I DEXA scanned and all that. And I'm a, I'm a lightweight for sure. You know, I don't think featherweight would be possible. I have to. I think they said if I made 145, I'd be at zero percent body fat. I'd have to cut the muscle to do that. And I'm not a super muscular yeah. guy. You know, I'm lean, but I'm not some muscle bound guy. So uh, I think I've really grown into a true lightweight. I feel good. I feel good at this weight. And as soon as it was time to fight again, that that weight fell right off, and I'm right back to where I always am. So I think this is going to be the uh, the most explosive I've been, the strongest I've been, and the you know most bang for my buck as far as strength for how big I am. So. I'm pretty pumped. To, I really think I've grown in the weight class. Oh, so you've put on size since the your debut then? Yeah, I was walking around heavier mm. for sure, but just as lean as I always do. So, uh, mm. you know, even as heavy as I was, like at the PI, they were like, oh, you could make weight on three days notice. Like, well, I, like, I wouldn't want to do that, but I pride myself in that. And uh, same thing. Yeah, I think I put a little bit of size just from the really good workouts he was putting us through. But nowhere where, like, I could really tell. You know, I just felt thicker mm. and, and a little heavier when I was when I was training. Like, I had a little more push behind me you know so uh yeah everything's been perfect i feel like i've really grown to the weight class i feel like i'm coming to my own and you know i'm getting older i'm getting toward my prime i don't think i'm there yet but um i really feel like i'm, I'm maturing so uh in every single area yeah yeah a physical boost is also a mental boost and vice versa right oh absolutely all right well june 20th ufc fight night ufc apex ufc vegas i don't even know what it's called anymore yeah. austin hubbard las vegas thank you so much uh for the time joe and good luck on the fight and and, and uh good luck on or congratulations again on the on the baby coming up and and yeah man enjoy your life and and have a good performance thank you so much man i really really appreciate it hope you stay safe over there